Welcome everyone to another podcast of Modern World Zen. This is Josh Barzell. So last episode we were talking about the two energies that we find in the world, the female and the male energy. And in fact, you know, duality is everywhere, but the basic duality is this female-male duality or this kundalini shakti energy as the female versus the the male godhead the buddha head the buddhahood um, principle and which which we normally associate with male but as we said in that last episode in the last episode we recorded and hopefully you listened we have both inside of us so take a moment now to find your male god within you and it doesn't matter if you're male or female also find your female energy god within you right and as we said yesterday a man can attain shakti a man can attain kundalini a man can attain this mother nature and a woman can attain divinity the godhead Buddhahood. Absolutely. We've seen it in history. Now, I might do a, a later podcast on a female uh, enlightened being um, who lived um, a long time ago in India from the Kashmir region. Um, and But we, we have to know that this is absolutely the case. But generally speaking... What, are, what do we have? We have male-dominated religions. We have Moses, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad. What's the significance? They're all men, right? They're all men. Where are the women, right? Don't believe that a, wimp, a woman can't attain the, um, you know, the, the, the generally associated male godhead. That's not the case. But it's also not the case that a Jesus or Buddha or Muhammad or Moses can't attain that generally associated female energy, kundalini, uh, shakti, uh, nature, you know, essence, you know. Um, and anyone who loves God should know that God is actually both of those, right? But we have that within us. We have both in, in us. Um, and the one thing that we need to do is not to see them as separate. So we're going to go a little bit deeper into the philosophy of how these two energies are actually the same. Um, and one way to look at it is think of feeling a feeling of god you know you go to pray and you feel god within you how do you know that that's god you you only really know god through a feeling in a sense it's a feeling you know these transcendental experiences are feelings you have a feeling in meditation you have a feeling of love you know how do you know that that's real well, you'd only know it through a feeling, 
right? You know when something's, when you're not feeling well, when you'd have to see someone or something to, to help you or do something to help yourself. But you also know when you're feeling good and you know if something's working or not working, etc. So the feeling is really the extension of what? Of the state. So if you're feeling divinity, that's love or kundalini. Or if you're experiencing the love of nature, that's God in that in nature. So really, they're not separate. And we, we shouldn't see them as separate. Um, we should see them as the same. And so that's what we're going to do now. And, um, you know, one of the ways uh, to do that is you just have to understand it kind of scripturally speaking that God and his energy aren't separate. I mean, you have an examples in the scriptures that are given, there's like fire and heat. How can you separate the heat from fire? They're basically the same. You have fire, without, you know, where there's fire, there's heat, right? And when there's heat, there's fire. So in the same way, when there's mother nature, there's a divine force behind that, right? And in the same way, when there's a divine force, you can be sure that there's the mother nature or the energy uh, also present, right? You can't really have one without the other. So, you know, when, when someone says to you, and I've said it a million times, you know, sort of, not a million, but I've said it every episode that we've done, that this God energy or this God is within you, your God is within you, right? Um, and you could say, well, I don't feel it. Well, you have to know that the feeling and the the God are the same. So if you don't feel it, it doesn't mean that God is ever separated from his energy. And in the same way, if you do feel it, don't think that you're not feeling God in that moment. You absolutely are. Um, so it's just a scriptural um, idea that you have to understand. And, you know, the... The, what we experience really in, in the world is a play of the, of the Shakti. So it's the play of the energy. Um, you know, we're not really separated from Mother Nature. We eat food, right? We grow from seed from our parents, which came from food, right? Uh, you know, when we're a baby. So we can't really say that we're separate from nature. Um, and... So we're not separate for, separate from the Godhead either in that context. Um, and I think that when you try to recognize that within yourself, you feel very peaceful during those moments. But nevertheless, the, this play goes on. And generally, we're more involved in trying to figure out who said what and what's happening over there. And what does this person have? Do they have more than me? You know, where is my happiness gone? And generally speaking, where your happiness is gone is as soon as you look at ex outside yourself or externally, you lose your sense of peace. Whereas if you focus our focus uh, your attention within, you find peace. Um, and we know this from sleep. We find all of our rest during the day not from doing activities, even meditation. I mean, meditation can you know we practice meditation to find that rest, to find that peace. But we sleep at night that gets all of our energy back that we've lost. 
And, you know, the scriptures will say that meditation is even more restful. So that's why we meditate. And that's what all these podcasts are about, is about meditation. But even if you can't meditate, you can look at your experience from sleep, knowing that inside is where your energy reserves are. So inside is also where you're going to find your bliss. Um, but if the bliss isn't separate from the Godhead, right? And wherever you have Godhead, you will also have um, his, his energy or his Shakti, which is the female or the feminine nature of God. So this is very like technical. This is like a sort of a technical, um, you know, more so than last episode. And, you know, and so, but nevertheless, what, what is this one thing? If we've, you know, we've made Shiva and the Shakti or the Godhead and the energy is one, then what are the female and male bodies? Well, they come from that one. Right? Just as everything else, we have a lot of duality. Like I said when we started this episode, all of that duality comes from this one, you know, Shiva Shakti essence. And really, you can say Shiva or you can say Shakti. It doesn't really matter what you say, whether it's the male or the female, because it's the same thing that we're describing. And so it doesn't matter what you encounter, it's going to be that. You know, everything you see is, will be that. Um, and, you know, we, we meditate, we try to awaken our kundalini so that we can recognize God within, because without a feeling, how are you going to ever recognize God within? So we need the experience of bliss. We need to feel bliss to, to have any success on the path of enlightenment. Um, but at no time is the bliss ever separated from the Godhead. All right. So um, as we move through on this episode, um, we're, we're almost done. But I would just say that it's easy to see now that everything should be that one essence. That there shouldn't be anything other than that. Um, and that's the viewpoint of the enlightened beings, right? That's the divine viewpoint, right? That's the enlightened viewpoint. So that's the teachings of the saints, you know, that's the, that's the path of meditation, right? It's the true vision. So it's something that we should cultivate and you could say, well, I don't have that vision now. Well, you can certainly you know, behave as if you did, you can certainly live your life according to that ideal, even if you don't have the actual experience of that oneness, you're invited to, to sort of don the philosophy and behave as if that is true. But you know that there's, the last thing I'll say is, I'll wrap up, and I've, I've told this story before, there's a story about a man who is told this and so he gets this teaching from his guru that everything is one and he's walking along and, uh, you know, people come up to him, you know, supposedly before, you know, around this time in another part of this village that he was getting this teaching from, an elephant 
had gone broken loose and was running through the village, destroying everything, just being, you know, as elephants behave. And uh, they came up to him, you know, so he just got this teaching that everything is one, um, you know, and that he is also that one essence. And they came up to him and said, hey, you know, it's true, you know, come over here. It's, you know, come over here. We want to tell you something. It's true what you've just heard. But we want to also tell you that you're heading towards where this mad elephant has run loose. So be careful. Don't go over there. You'll get hurt. And he pushed them aside and said, what are you talking about? You guys don't know. I'm the one who knows. Um, what are you saying? Get out of my way. And he went towards the elephant where, the ele where they told him the elephant was. And he got hurt. You know, the elephant kind of picked him up and then threw him down. And eventually he came to, he, he was unconscious. He came to, then the guru who was giving the lecture came and met him and said, Hey, what happened? What's wrong? He's like, what do you mean what's wrong? You told me everything was one and that I am also that same one. And I went to the towards the elephant thinking that he was one with me. And this is what happened to me. I was just following your teaching. He said, well, the guru, the teacher said, that's true. Everything is one. But if you really believe that, wouldn't you have also seen that same truth in the warning that you received not to go? over to the elephant. And this is something that we also have to keep in mind, you know, um, you know, it's kind of like this idea that people use when they talk about drugs, they say, well, it's just nature, man. You know, uh, you know, the, these, these drugs are, are from plants and plants are nature and plants come from God. You know, you know, they, they originate from the Godhead and we eat them, but it's clear that some of the pant, plants, even they may be drugs, but some of them are actually lethal. That also comes from <laughs> the Godhead. You know, some plants are actually poisonous if you eat them, you know, and you can die. Forget about the hallucinatory or hallucinogenic properties. So we have to be, you know, we have to use our discrimination in the world um, when we, you know, act based on uh, the Vedantic teaching of oneness and the, um, the uh, you know, the, the, the oneness of the uh, Godhead and the divine force or the divine energy. So with that, I will leave you to meditate. Uh, hopefully you've understood my message today. Um, and, you know, we keep these podcasts kind of short. That's kind of like a little special thing we do, just about 15 minutes so, you know, it doesn't take too much of your time. And actually, I don't need any more time than that. Um, I'm not here just to hear myself speak. So anyway, we'll wrap up there. And again, thank you to everyone who's tuned in and understood my message. And uh, we'll do some more things to the future. But for now, this is Josh Barzell for Modern World Zen.